Welcome into One and Done Radio. Wherever you are, however you are listening, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, I, uh, Apple Music, no, uh, Amazon Music, Google Playlists, or Plays, Podcast, whatever it is. Thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. Uh, on this episode, I actually do recap every game that happened before the Monday night game, and I give my headline for each team, how they looked after week one, and pretty much just don't be shocked by a lot of these outcomes, and that's why I want you to just listen to when I explain what I mean by each outcome, and then I end this show talking about, so far, kicking's been bad in some, in some teams, and I want to talk about what teams are going to probably do now with kickers and what teams have already done with some of their kickers. All that on the show. Let's go. So I want to start this episode talking about my headlines for every team. And what I mean by that is just a week one. So week one happened in the NFL and I will say it was nice. We didn't know if we would even be here at this point. And I just want to appreciate what what happened, and that's just great games. And we do see some upsets. You did see, like, Jacksonville being the Colts. Thank you. You did see Washington being the Eagles. And I want to just give a headline for every team, whether it's home and away. I'm going to go through. So let's start with a Thursday night game. Kansas City beat Houston, right? So my headline for Kansas City, the champs look in playoff form. Kansas City looked ready to roll on Thursday, took it to Houston. Yeah, Houston scored late, but my headline for Houston, Bill O'Brien must go. You are the GM. You built this team. You trade away players. You brought guys in. You, I don't think, have proven enough to actually lead this team to the next level. Deshaun Watson, great talent. We all know that. Will Fuller, again, had a big game. When he's healthy, he has a great game. But for the Texans' sake, I don't think that Bill O'Brien is the guy to lead him to the future. I believe he must go. I think you saw Hopkins, the Hopkins list Texans show up where there wasn't a lot of worry for a receiver. Yeah, Will Fuller has speed. Again, eight catches, over 100 yards receiving. But what does that do? It doesn't matter. Your offense got a score first and then just didn't do anything afterwards. So that's my headlines for them. Next, Indianapolis Colts versus the Jaguars. For the Colts, headline. Same story since 2013. And there's a lot to go into this one. We have not won an opening week game since 2013, okay? Let that sink in. Week one, you might as well bet against us because we haven't won anything. Phil Rivers looked bad. Late as far as turnovers, we lost Marlon Mack. And we just weren't ready for a Jaguars team who headline is Minshew perfect in week one. Only one incompletion, three touchdowns. No, no interceptions. Just one incompletion. Doesn't get any better than that for them. 
That's all I needed from him. Just be perfect. Find guys that are open. And that's what he did. One incompletion. Jaguars took it to us and beat the Colts. Next, Philadelphia and Washington. Obviously, Washington won that game. Philadelphia's line. The line can't protect Wentz. Philadelphia had eight sacks given up. Chase Young, big time, had a sack and a half on his own. And the Eagles just were not ready. Carson Wentz threw two interceptions. Obviously, you know, pressure can lead to those interceptions. But eight sacks as a defense for Washington, kudos to them. As for their headline, the future looks great with Chase Young and Dwayne Haskins. And it does. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, he started off bad last year. Preseason did not look good. But he finished the season strong. And that you kind of saw that slowly develop in this game against the Eagles. Eventually found his way, took over the game, knocked out the Eagles. Chargers versus the Bengals. Chargers went into Cincinnati and beat them. Chargers, no, their headline, no turnovers lead to the win. When you don't have any turnovers and you have turnovers and you get turnovers, that usually leads to victories, usually. And that's what you saw from, from the Los Angeles Chargers. Led by Tyrod Taylor, looks like he's going to be a solid starter until they're ready to make the move to Justin Herbert. But right now, Chargers look solid enough in week one. And for the Bengals. Joe Burrow shows his, that the future is bright. Joe Burrow led them down the field. For the most part, he had a good game. Offensive line needs to protect him. they got to build an offensive line, and now you see that. Drove down the field, threw a pass to A.J. Green, where it was, my opinion was it was offensive pass interference. He did extend his arm, and that's a push-off. When you do that, you're going, it's going to get called. And then a kicker missed the kick. Which is the funniest thing because he said he his left calf cramped up when it was his when he grabbed his right calf. So it's like, dude, you can't even like if you're trying to say you messed up or lied, you can't even do it right. Like you said it was your left calf, but you grabbed your right one, dude. I think you just missed it. Plain and simple. The Dolphins versus the Patriots. Patriots won that matchup. Dolphins. How much longer until we get Tua? That's the big question that everyone wants to know. We want to see Tua, okay? Brian Fitzpatrick, nothing against him, but through three interceptions, that's not going to get it done. I understand that you want to develop Tua until he's ready, maybe perfect in health, perfect with the offense. I get that, but at the end of the day, I think you need to make the move at some point to Ryan Fitzpatrick or to Tua at some point. And for the Pages with Cam Newton, Cam Newton looking like his old self. 15 and 19 passing, 15 carries, ran two touchdowns in. He looked like his old self, like back in the day in California or in Carolina, excuse me, when he was healthy. What's the nothing to say about that? Jets and Bills. Bills obviously beat the Jets. Now, the headline for the Jets. Adam Gates is not the future. I know Jamal Adams should not be calling out his head coach as he did. But I'm sorry. At the end of the day, he's just not the future. Like Adam Gase is not the future of the New York Jets. He's not. 
you gotta find a guy that's gonna actually be a part of this team that's actually gonna the team's gonna buy in. It just feels like when they play that they're just not like you don't get that energy from him. Like some teams just need it. They they feed off the coach's vibe, and it's just what vibe does Adam Gates have? I just don't believe in him as the future of the head coach of the New York Jets. And I think they don't want to get involved with firing coaches so often and like, oh, we brought him back. Like, dude, who cares? Like, he's not a good coach as a head coach. And for the Bills, Josh Allen, the headline is Josh Allen continues to approve. 312 yards, two touchdowns, 33 completions. Ran the ball for 14 times as well for 57 yards. The guy is growing in the right direction. And now you give him Stephon Diggs, a big weapon on offense. Eight catches for 86 yards. The Bills, again, have been my pick to win the AFC East, and I still stand by it after that game. Next, Seahawks versus the Falcons. Seahawks won that game. For the Seahawks, Russell Wilson is in MVP form. Four touchdowns, 322 yards, only four incompletions against the Falcons. Ran the ball for three times for almost 30 yards. What more do you want from Russell Wilson? I mean, he's probably the, my favorite. I don't want to say this second, but he's definitely a, a favorite right now to win the MVP. He was last year, then Lamar Jackson just took off. But Russell Wilson right now, probably week one, you can say he's the MVP. Probably week one, you can say that. And for the Falcons, you guys need help on defense. I know you drafted A.J. Terrell, but he was, and I've said this, you reached for him because there was no other good cornerbacks. You probably could have gotten him in the second round. However, he got ripped apart against LSU. I'm not saying they lost because of him. Don't, I don't want anyone to think that. I'm just saying more help on defense is needed. 38 points to the Seahawks. That's not going to get it done. I mean, Matt Ryan, 40, 450 yards passing. But at the end of the day, you need defense to win some of these games. Bears and Lions. Bears won that game. And then for the Bears, their headline? Late game Trubisky. Late game Mitchell. Came in. First half was a little rocky, but was great the second half. And, I mean, he threw three touchdowns. He didn't do anything in the first half, but second half he he came on strong. And for the Lions... Working in the right direction despite the last second drop. Unfortunately, DeAndre Swift had an easy touchdown towards the very end of the game. Dropped it. Unfortunately, just it just happens. You catch as a receiver, I'm always taught, and I'm always gonna teach my guys. See, catch, tuck. See it, tuck it away, and then make a move. Unfortunately, guys just don't look, or they just touch it, but they don't like look it in. They don't, they don't put it into their chest before they make anything happen. I know there wasn't much of a move to happen for DeAndre Swift in the end zone, but that was a, obviously a big-time play because it cost them the game. But you saw, I think you saw from the Lions overall, they are working in the right direction. It just... Just wasn't there in the very end, unfortunately. Next, Packers versus the Vikings. Packers headline. Rodgers starting the season hot. Four touchdowns. 
32 completions. Receivers, I mean, thank God you got Devontae Adams. I mean, 14 receptions, two touchdowns, over 150 yards. That's great to have that. <laughs> and then what? You had five receivers combined for 14 receptions. That wasn't Aaron Jones. Because Aaron Jones had four receptions himself. Everybody else had 14 receptions besides Devontae Adams. You better hope he stays healthy. And for the Vikings, defense gets exposed in week one. I personally thought the Vikings were actually going to be one of the top-tier defenses still in the NFL. I know they lost Everson Griffin. I get that. However, I still felt with Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, um, Harrison Smith, that defensive line can still get after the quarterback. I thought they were going to be fine, but they only they didn't have any sacks against the Packers, no turnovers against the Packers. I mean, it's pretty tough to win those kind of games when you can't get to the quarterback. Just saying. I just hope that I I hope it continues because the Colts play them next week. That's all I'm saying there. Next. Raiders versus the Panthers. Raiders won that game. And then I talked about Josh Jacobs. Ready to step up as far as being the bell cow for the offense. 25 carries, 93 yards, 3 touchdowns. Big time performance for Joshua Jacobs. And for my headline for the Panthers, give the ball to McCaffrey just a little bit more. He had three catches for 38 yards, and I understand that the Raiders were probably game playing to make sure that never happened in the air. 23 carries from 96 yards, two touchdowns. Give him the ball a little bit more. Find a way to get some screens, whatever you can do, just to make sure he has a chance to run after the catch. He's your best player on the whole team. Get him the ball. This is a big one as well. Buccaneers versus the Saints. Tampa Bay, their headline. Give it time for Brady. you got to understand, this is a big thing for a lot of teams, like for the Colts, for example, too. You don't have a preseason. You don't have a lot of time to get ready. You only have like three to four weeks to really get ready for the season. You don't have much. Give the Buccaneers time. Penalties were a big factor, too. Give Brady time to adjust to this new style, this new offense, there is some familiarity with what he's brought from New England. You see that on the field. But for the most part, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got to work with them a little bit. It's going to take time, but they're going to find their stride. Trust me. And for the Saints, their headline, being familiar with each other will pay off. Starting off week one strong. That was a big thing for everybody. For the Saints, for example. You have that familiarity. You have that rapport. You have all that. You're going to be fine. When it comes to how you handle games without practice. So you saw that with the Saints. Browns versus the Ravens. Ravens won that game no problem. For the Browns. It's the same old Browns. Like Baker Mayfield looked terrible. The Browns don't look good. Even with all that talent. I don't think it's a head coach. I think it falls a little bit on Baker and what he is not able to do. He's made, made some plays but not a lot. And I just don't think Baker is going to be the guy anymore. He's struggling in week one. I mean, I get it. It's week one. Taking time, I get it. But he's got to pick it up soon. And for the Ravens, Raven look good. the Ravens looking good as usual. Lamar Jackson coming out of the gate, 
playing again a phenomenal game. I mean, what do you expect? Taking on the Raven on the Browns, who yeah went into Baltimore last year and beat them. But when you have this is the thing with Lamar Jackson, and I I want to see him develop in this standard. I know he can throw the ball. I know he can run the ball. When you have a lead, it's so much easier to do those things. My biggest thing I've ever always been against Lamar is when the time comes when you're down by two touchdowns, maybe 17 points at a certain period of time. Can you bring your team back with your arm? The defense knows you're passing. They're playing the pass. They know you're passing. They know you have to. Can you bring them back? And I just have not seen them from Lamar Jackson yet. And when you play the Browns, you can start off strong. But can you finish with a team that needs you to throw the ball to get him back into the game? Cardinals versus the 49ers. Cardinals went into San Francisco and beat them. Murray, and my headline for them, the Murray and Hopkins relationship starts off strong. As I think, I think Hopkins had like 15 catches or something like that. He had 14 catches for 151 yards. Strong start. You're giving Kyler Murray a, uh, a quality top, probably top receiver in the game if you want to make the case for him being number one. And then for the 49ers, will this be the start of a Super Bowl hangover? I'm not saying they look bad. You just got to beat a team like Arizona. I don't think Arizona can make the playoffs personally. But I expected San Francisco to handle Arizona no problem. With that defense, with that balanced offense, you expect it. Unfortunately, they did not show up. It was great to see Jarek McKinnon back in the offense playing. But I just I want to see a little bit more as far as 49ers. Finally, the last game, Cowboys lost to the Rams. Cowboys, offense needs to step up. There's too much talent on that offense to not step up. To not win the game. Okay? Too much. And for the Rams, just continue to remain consistent. Balance, attack, running, setting up a play action pass for Jared Goff, playing great defense. That's going to win you games. And I see that with the Rams. Now, this is going to be, again, this is going to happen before the Steelers and Giants and the Titans and the Broncos. So if you're expecting those two, I apologize, unfortunately. I'll get to them next week when those games happen, or when it's happened before, but which as of right now, I'm just going to stick with those games before I, I even try to do other games, just unfortunately, at this time. So just to close the show out, I want to talk about kickers. And my thing, I've always said this, is kickers should never come down to, it should never come down to the kicker to try to win the game. Unfortunately, it does. And I think for sports fans, they're always quick to blame the kicker for why we lost the game. Now, think about this. If your team was really good, maybe they should have gone down and beaten the team without the kicker, you know? Maybe they should have been able to do that. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out like that, right? Comes down to a game-winning kick, kicker misses it, or game-time kick. Kicker misses it, done. Some moves have happened today, or as of Monday, that involve because of their kickers. Okay, Cleveland released their kicker. I mean, they didn't lose because of him, but he played bad. And they're saying, we're done. We gotta find a kicker that's consistent. So who they bring in? 
Cody Parkey, the double doink dude. Way to go, Cleveland. You really helped out. Next, Indianapolis Colts. We had brought in a kicker for a tryout. Don't know how that went, but Hot Rod, Rodrigo, and Blankenship missed a kick, missed a 30-yard field goal, and that did, I mean, a 30-yard field goal, and that is going to be alarming. Okay? Last year, Vanitary, he missed a bunch of kicks that did cost us games. I'm not even going to lie. It cost us some games. Unfortunately, the Colts are saying we cannot deal with this. We need to make sure we have a consistent kicker throughout the season. Throughout the season. And then the Bengals, their kicking situation was funny because their guy missed a 30-yard field goal, even though he had been consistent from under 40. And what? So he missed the 30, and he grabbed his right calf, but after the game said his left calf was the one that caused the problem. So, dude, why are you grabbing your right one? If you're going to like lie about it, just, again, just do it properly. I don't know. Just grab the left calf or just say it was the right calf. At the end, kickers are going to be on a very short leash this year. Okay? Teams know what they're up against. They know that they didn't have a preseason to watch these guys. Oh, they may look good in practice, but there's no season. There's not even fans to distract them. There's nothing there to distract you as a kicker. Now you need to, like, so you can't be distracted. You can't be frozen by these coaches calling timeouts. Just make the kick. That's what these coaches want. Unfortunately for them, they do one thing in practice. They kick. That's it. Like, that. I'm not trying to say kickers are not athletes. I'm not trying to say that because there are some kickers out there that are great athletes. What I'm saying is these coaches for these NFL teams, again, if a kicker misses kicks consistently, you're going to go find another one. You just need to find a guy that can come in without any distractions right now for how the season's looking as far as how week one was with no fans for most of these stadiums and you still miss these kicks. You're on a short leash as a kicker. And any kicker out there that doesn't get that, you're going to find out soon enough. That will do it for today's episode of One Undone Radio. Thanks for tuning to the show. Be sure to subscribe to One Undone Radio on iTunes and follow One Undone Radio on Twitter at OneDoneRadio.com and subscribe to One Undone Radio on YouTube.